Hello, and welcome back to the Fancy Vegetables Podcast. I am your commissioner, Nose Pet Book, and I'm here with Nick Bob Jr. Spear. You can't see it, but I have this weird head turn going on in the video chat. Uh, but I can also talk fast. If you want to talk fast, I can talk fast, too. The whole time. Let's oh, get man. this thing done in 20 minutes. Any court reporter listening to this would be really upset. Yeah. I have I, been yelled I, at before. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. No, honestly, have you been yelled at by a court reporter? For going too fast, yeah. Good on you, because I've been yelled at multiple times and actually threatened a few times. Not like with physical harm, but like threatened that, sir, if you don't slow down, then this transcript is not going to be accurate. I'm like, well, I can only do so much. And then I've been threatened with as I walk out. And they're actually nice to me because I'm actually usually pretty polite to these court reporters. Like, you know what? Usually I wouldn't take your depositions if you notice them up, but you're nice. So I'll continue to do it. But honestly, it's hard. Oh, that's nice. You won them over in the end. I guess. I mean, my combination of talking fast and speech impediments, they're screwed. It's a, it's a challenging field. I, yeah. As I tell every court reporter that I've ever dealt with, uh, she could do our job. And I say she because it's 95% female compared to 5% male. Uh, but we could not do their job. Like, she could switch places with us and ask the same stupid questions. She, we could not do their job on yeah. a moment's notice. It's true. I uh, When I, my 1L year, um, I interned at the... Cook County Criminal Courthouse at 26th of California with uh, then... I've been there. Yeah. With uh, then presiding Judge Beeble. And he said, like, you know who has the hardest job in the courtroom is those court reporters. The, like the He said, like, the pass rate for court reporter school was, like, single digits or something. Something really, really low. That's probably actually very true. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, in a deposition in Springfield, Missouri uh, within the last month and a half or so. And it was a good six-hour dep, highly technical stuff, talking about guardrails next to um, streets. And I happened to see the male court reporter in the back and said, man, I'm sorry, you, you must just be struggling. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's pretty hard. I said, yeah, it's rough because I keep listening to this stuff and I think to myself, oh, this is boring, but I can like play on my phone or do something else. And you just have to be in tune the entire time. Yeah. No rest for them. No, not at all. Unless you do breaks, which you should do for your court reporters. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, you should. Anywho. So, listen, listen, learn. Let's talk for about you, football and other things. For all the lawyers things. out there and, uh, you know, the four of you who aren't. Yeah. I, I apologize to the small audience that we have already alienated in the first few seconds of this podcast. Anywho, I would like to talk about week six and then other stuff and then talk about week seven. How does that sound to I'm, you? Uh, I would prefer not to talk about week six. Why not? I think you know why. Is it because you lost to the booze? Hey, hey, hey. Keep her name out your goddamn mouth. Is that that's her my name? One. That's my one. Booze or goddamn? Is booze her name? Because I think that's more of a nickname. I'm not going to justify that with a response. All right. Let's talk about week six. Let's start with Boost Team Dead by Paper Cuts uh, you against Vance Down by the River. 
This is a close one. It must have really sucked to be on the losing end of this, huh? 105 points and losing. Yikes. Okay. Do you know what sucked about this game? Despite the obvious fact that I was losing to the damn boost, it was that it was such a back and forth game in terms of projections. Obviously, it can only be so much in terms of actual scores, but in terms of projections, because that's what you have to do, because they're not all all your players aren't playing at the same time. It was up and down. Like at one point, she was going to win like a hundred and thirty-five to one hundred two, and then at some point. Shortly thereafter, I was going to win, but like 109 to 105, and then I ended up losing. Like, it was just back and forth really tight the entire time, and just basically, it was, it was, it was a perfect boost game that it just, I lost, and it, it could just upset me the entire time. I also want to point out, just now looking, uh, an impressive goose egg from your entire bench combined. Zero across the board. Way to go. Yeah. That's hard to do. You yeah. you had perfect lineup efficiency because you literally wouldn't <laughs> have scored a single point with anyone on your bench. Well, to be fair, my bench is stupid because I need to actually <laughs> make some changes to it. You you do have some injured players. You have Antonio Brown still. I understand clinging to the hope that he'll come back into the league. Um, yeah. I mean, I spent, a, I spent a third round pick on him. So, like, I don't know. When, when do I cut bait on him? Like, I should have two weeks ago but at this point i'm thinking like maybe i should hold on to him because maybe he gets picked up by someone and gets like some garbage time i don't know i would my non-professional advice is if that's going to happen it'll probably not happen for a while and you might but i guess you have a lot of other dead weight you could cut i would i would definitely oh i have a lot of of dead weight yeah oh oh no that's true I have more debt weight than Casey did when he had three defenses. Yeah. You, you you have some room on the roster. So I guess you definitely need to add some guys, but I guess you could cut a few before you cut Antonio Brown. But it, it is not likely he will be a significant factor, it seems, this season. I will tell you, in another league, I have Kareem Hunt. Hmm. That is bold. Yeah. He coming back week eight? Ten. Ten. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, he has eight-game suspension, and then they have a bye week nine, so the first time he can play is week 10. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, you lost 113.2 to 105.4. Boos chugs along, or is pulled <sighs> along by the one who chugs. I don't know. I am the one who chugs? Yes, exactly. She says that scarily and uh, intimidatingly. Let's continue with your household. Uh, I pretty mean, much in, the same in, results. In the time, do we have to talk about El Camino? I'm not planning on it, but I do have some boost relevant information to provide. Uh, fine. Sometime might, in this episode. I might make some El Camino jokes. Okay. I haven't haven't seen it. Fine. I, wait, it's not coming out yet, right? Or it is? I don't even know. No. No, we watched it. Megan and I watched it on Saturday. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Let me know. Continuing to speak of your household, Russell Wilson's Football Planet. 134.1, continuing to steamroll, plowing ahead uh, over peristaltic chain reactions, 67.8. I did look it up. That is a reference to an SNL sketch. It is specifically referenced to a pretty good uh, Wayne's World sketch. Uh, they It was when they had Aerosmith as a guest and uh, Tom Hanks played the roadie for Aerosmith. And they talked about how if he threw up 
it would make everyone else blow chunks and it would be a peristaltic chain reaction. Uh, peristaltic being the adjectival form of peristalsis, the motion that lets you swallow food in your throat. All right, then. Hey, Alex. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty solid. It's the one good thing you've done this year. Yeah. Uh, so this game, it was we knew it was not going to be close. We were, we felt strongly about Meg winning, and we said, well, but of course, Alex is going to fill his roster before they start, right? And then, <laughs> no, he did uh, not do that. Yeah, no. So Sterling Shepard, Sammy Watkins, and Adam Vinatieri, zeros. Uh, that will not let you top the juggernaut that is Russ Wilson's football planet. And uh, he yeah, got almost exactly doubled up. So no bueno for PCR. Look, thankfully, this was not a record-setting game in terms of how much Meg won by. Because if she had won by, say... A hundred. I mean, you don't have to know that off the top of your head, but fine. If she had won by a hundred, I feel like this would have been an asterisk game. Yeah, absolutely. But no, Abby earned uh, you, beating you by 99 points in the playoffs, no less. Yeah, I know. Anywho. Do, do, do you want me to send you the GIFs again? I can send you <laughs> the GIFs. It was good. It was a good uh, little GIF storm. I feel real. I feel better about my GIFs than I do about my team on that day, which, again, I'd have no idea what how It was bad. I think it was uh, Actually, 76 to 175, if I recall. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Based on your logic last week, my team was not that bad, but her team was just bonkersly crazy. No, oh like, yeah, there, she there's was... no beating that team. No, just Absolutely my team not. was just it was mediocre at best and like less than mediocre, and her team was just the best. Yeah, unbeatable. Yeah, almost literally ever. Yep. Uh, speaking of, I which, thought I have, but I I thought there was a little time that. I was watching this game in real time in terms of Meg versus Alex. And I was thinking, Ooh, worst loss ever might be in play. Yeah. It's an, it's an outside shot, but it's in play. I speaking of, um, individual game records that brings up two things. I want to point out that, uh, just for clarity. So first of all, we were talking about how that was 175 to one uh, to 76. I believe I know it was a 99 point victory, but, uh, if you're wondering why Abby's individual high score game was not at the top of the list right behind Meg Collins, that's because it was only regular season games that we counted for the individual high score list. Um, and then second of all, in looking through your record for all seasons, I noticed that Jen was wrong about your individual high score. Uh, and she said it was, ha! yeah, it's a, it's a little Suck higher than she said. It is actually 155.5. Um, in a different I year. I feel like she said it was like 133. Before. I think she said it was 140 or 142. It was it was in the 140s, but you're actually 155. So you you were higher on the list than we said when we went through that list, and that was Jen's fault, not mine. Anyway, moving right along. I'm leaving that exactly where it should be. Which is where? Me not touching it. Okay. Girly men versus good enough and smart enough. Uh, slightly low scoring affair, not as bad as my game with Casey or actually pretty similar, pretty much the same game, uh, but less close. Annalisa was victorious 78.6 to 57.1. Uh, and also Meg Murphy, we mentioned her, uh, incomplete lineup and no, that was also not remedied in time. 
Uh, Evan Ingram did not play. Uh, two things. One, is there any evidence that uh, Meg Murphy listens to the podcast? There is still no evidence that Meg Murphy listens to the podcast, no. Okay, one, then still great to everyone that you all oblige by the no t- snitch corner rules. Mm-hmm. Great, good job. Uh, but then two, ooh, man. I have I have a ooh. point two if you help, if you want. No, I, uh, my, my point two is, ugh, man. Oh, uh, just that's it. Oh, okay. It's just... Yeah, just uh, this is low. It wasn't a good game, no. Uh, but Alisa yeah. wins. She's up to three and three. Meg Murphy is lost and is down to one and five. That's that's rough. Not as bad as Alex, but just barely. Continuing sucky games. Let's talk about me versus Casey. I did not deserve to win, but I did. Casey, who was kind of doing pretty well, uh, did not do well this week, and so I was the benefactor. 73.9 to 66.7. Uh, yeah, that's a bad So what are, the, what are the stats on a, a team scoring 74 points? I'm going to give you a little bit of bump uh, winning a game. I don't have that in front of me, but it is certainly lower than 45%, which is what it was for between uh, 85 and 90. Yeah. Uh, okay. In my defense... Yeah. Again, I'm always much more aware of my own team than everyone else's, so I apologize for going into detail. But I had not one, but two people who were starters who did start the game and quickly got injured. And uh, I didn't, like, have an empty lineup, but it looked like I did because of how bad uh, the injuries were unfavorable. So Josh Gordon and Will Disley, my backup tight end, uh, both were eliminated quickly, so they scored 0.7 points between them. So I could have limped to the 80s if i had actual people in my lineup but instead they got hurt in fact uh i didn't expect hunter henry to play yet and he scored 22 on my bench so that's a good tight end score look stuff happens but that being said yeah that's a bad score do you do you want me to do some stats on how bad of a score that is i mean if you have any sure i don't i was told there'd be no math <laughs> that's not true Lots of math in fantasy football. Finally, what ended up being the game of the week. The Ignorant Sluts versus You Can't to Beat the Mingo. Final score, 133.6 to 116.5. Jen prevailed. Congratulations, Jen. That was a big game. Way to go. Good score on both sides. You know, 116 would have crushed me, that's for sure. But I didn't play Gary this week, so... Good job by you. Uh, the Patriots, We jo- I jokingly said they were going to score 40 points, and they scored 28. Uh, so I was not that far off. They destroyed the Giants, as predicted, and that greatly helped things along for Jen. She, their, Her defense had almost 28 times the score of her quarterback. Um, here's the thing. Why is Jen so good at fantasy football? Isn't she so good? I mean, that's a whole joke that you have, but now I'm asking the question. Yeah, no, she's legitimately good. Why? She keeps up on it. She uh, she makes she's very active on the waiver wire. Uh, yeah, she she she's good. Yeah, and and as she pointed out in the WhatsApp chain, uh, the the Patriots defense she got because you dropped them. So those insane defense scores, uh, averaging twenty point three per week through week six, uh, that is because you dropped them. So. Congratulations. My my droppiness notwithstanding. Uh, Jen, name all I'm gonna give you this thirty two NFL teams. I 
I'm, she would name five. Uh, no, she's named more than that. But anyway, she doesn't care about real football, but she does care about fantasy football, and she does a good job. Way to go, Jen. Um, you know what's interesting? You, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, what did she do? What's her secret? Uh, so when you look at the standings, which I will run down quickly, uh, I would say if you look on the right-hand column of number of moves made, um, that is a pretty high correlation with your standings in the in the rankings as well. Um, we have Meg Collins at eight moves, Jen at thirteen moves, uh, and then six, five, seven, four, five, four, one, zero. The two teams that have made zero and one moves are the ninth and tenth team. A lot of people with fours and fives, but the eight and the thirteen are at the top. Um, however, you can't beat the Mingo seven moves and yet middle of the pack. Anyway, did he pick up a bunch of uh, kickers <laughs> or like extra extra quarterbacks as usual? I don't know. Um, but so the standings currently number I one. would be I would be upset about extra quarterbacks. But this year, I feel like extra quarterbacks could be kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, certainly extra kickers would be more useless than extra quarterbacks for sure. Well, obviously, I am not going to deny that. Uh, so now uh, Meg Collins stands alone five and one. And then we've got a three-way tie for second at four and two with Ignorant Sluts, then Vance Down by the River, then Bill Swirsky Superfans. Bill Swirsky Superfans? Yeah. I have skated into a four and two record that I am not really worthy of. And then we've got three te- uh, four I teams. I mean, if, if, you had this, if you had listened to uh, the Technicritique that talked about the Chicago accent, you would know. The fact that uh, Bill Swarovski's super fans' name is uh, not nearly as good as you think it is. They, that's what they would say. That that would be weird. No, the name is fine, but the the how you pronounce it is terrible. Uh, so the teams at three and three are you can't be the Mingo. What's that? It's Pat Boost Team Dead by Paper Cuts, which will change, I'm <sighs> sure. And then the Girly Men, uh, Solo Ninth Place, Good Enough and Smart Enough, and Solo Tenth Place, Peristaltic Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction. So that's the standings. Uh, hey, Nick, how do we do uh, in our bets? All right. Well, first thing, one, Alex needs to send out the skit that his name's team is named after. Yeah, it is. It is funny. It is long. Uh, it was like 10 minutes long, which is fine. Shockingly long for Saturday Night Live, I think. Actually, yes. But uh, uh, based on the team, the naming team rules, yes, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you do need to send it out. Okay. So, so week Six. We had me versus Abby. I picked me, you versus Abby, because you're a jerk, and you were right. And Abby won because she's also a boost. So that's a that's a win for you, mm-hmm. technically speaking. Yep. Uh, next one. It was Casey versus you. Again, you picked you. I picked Casey because you know you can go to hell. <laughs> so you won and uh i lost so that that's that Bummer. and then the rest there's rest of three games were jennifer gary and then annalisa versus meg m and alex versus mc we all we both picked jen annalisa and meg c we all picked correctly so wait a second happened, is that a second five for five week for me Yes, you picked five for five, all games. Yeah. You dick. Speaking of things then, that can't be beat, scoring 175 points in a in a game, can't beat that. Also can't beat five for five. Impossible. 
mean, technically speaking, yes, you cannot beat five from yep. five. I know. So where are we at overall, my friend? Where are we at overall is I don't like you. But what's happening right now is that uh, I'm still at 20 wins to 10 losses, and you're at 19 wins to 11 losses. That's pretty good. Pretty close. I mean, I'm winning. Yeah, you are. And you're still losing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are you okay, buddy? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. 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 It's good. It's great. Great, great, great. Cool. It's fine. Good. I'm, yeah. Moving on next week, huh? Yeah. We've got a long way to go before we get to week seven, my friend. First of all, the TD Ameritrade Fantasy Trends Final Standing Projection Draft Day versus Current Projections chart uh, is still incomprehensible to look at. However, the actual data it contains makes a lot more sense finally. You know why? Because Russell Wilson's Football Planet is now number one, where she should be. Uh, what's that? It's Pat, number two. That's reasonable. Uh, Vance down by the river all the way up to number three. Reasonable. Uh, you would think the ignorant sluts should be somewhere up there, but no. Uh, number four, you can't be the Mingo. Number five, boost team dead by paper cuts. Number six, ignorant sluts. Number seven, me. Number eight, girly men. Number nine, parasolic chain reaction. And number 10, good enough and smart enough. So there you go. Yeah, so this perspective of what teams are we actually going to do or what they are projected to do is only good in the sense that Meg seems good. Yeah, that's probably the number one team. And after that, <laughs> no. They have some of the top teams at the top now as opposed to very scattershot. Uh, it, it still is a dumb thing that I want to know what they take into account. But, uh, yeah, there it is slightly better, I would say. Uh, you know, it's worse because it says that my team is not projected as, to be as good as it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. no, it's wrong. I'm way but, down, too, but I deserve to be because I have had three middling to bad weeks in a row yeah 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 but you know that's not me so i don't care about it yeah so meg's team should actually be number one like uh and like i keep saying that's a deep team and mm-hmm. their her only problem is like figuring out which team to play on a day-to-day basis so she An has an important a very, part of fantasy football <laughs> she has a good problem to have though I mean, like, ah, I don't know. I don't want to leave too many points on my bench. Yeah, that that sounds like a great problem to have. Indeed. Uh, oh, no, oh, 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 God. Oh, time. For the podcast halftime. Welcome back. Hey, you guys were like, man, they're really talking about TD Ameritrade for a long time. I hope that it's podcast halftime soon. And you're right. It is, and welcome. <laughs> I know Nick's happy. Hey, Nick. What? You have any ads for us? Again, don't call me Nick. Hey, Spear. You have any ads for us? I mean, better. Hey, this week's podcast brought to you by Bubba Brand Toys. Do you want lawn toys? Do you want stuff that a toddler can say, ow? Brought to you by Freddy's Short Fused Fireworks. Lana's long tip lawn darts and Tay's two strong taser darts. 
these are the toys that your kids will say, no, please, please, no. All right. Sounds... Look, they paid, look, they paid for it. What am yeah, I, I, I feel like no. I need to like reevaluate my ethical stance on who I accept as a sponsor. This is, that was troubling. I'm troubled. Uh, uh, this is on you. Look, I read it. You, you buy it. I read it. Wait, what are we going to do? Well, uh, I have a... Uh... What, I'm going to go back to No Snitch Corner soon. That will be a recurring sketch, uh, no matter what happens. But I had something else I want to discuss with you, sir. Uh, yes? I, I know that you happen to be a big Batman fan. Is that true? Yes. I think if people know me, they know I'm a huge Batman fan. So, currently in theaters is the somewhat divisive movie Joker. Uh, and I, I'm planning on seeing it. I don't know how I feel about it, but I thought, Hey, Batman super fan. I wanted to hear your thoughts. Uh, if you're excited for it, if you're leery, if you think it's going to be good, if you think it's going to be bad, if you think it, uh, is a, is problematic, if that bothers you, I just wanted to know as a, as a Batman super fan, how are you feeling about Joker? Okay. Well, if you're asking me, then I'll answer the question, which you usually, I don't like to. Because, well, frankly, it just it, it outs my nerddom, and then I have to like start explaining stuff that's just when you say it out loud, it seems dumb, but when you see it internally, it's better. So I don't like it. But because you asked me, uh, one, I haven't, I have not seen Joker, and you know why I haven't seen Joker because I have a toddler, so I have like very little free time, despite the fact that Meg does like. 98% of the work because <laughs> she's the best. But the 2% and she's of the good work at fantasy I mean, football. Somehow she does both. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. So she does both those things. And yet I can't go out and see it. But if I was going to talk about other Joker movies, like things that involve the Joker, yes. I could talk about those. I mean, I mean, Pat, would you prefer would you prefer I could just talk about, like, those Joker movies? Like, just anything else that's, like, big screen Joker? Well, I also was wondering about... Uh, I've seen other... I've seen articles and things about it, but, uh, you know, that I want to hear your personal take on ranking of the various incarnations of the character Joker. Uh, I was thinking both big screen and small screen. If you could give me a rundown on, on the pantheon of Joker characters, uh, I would also appreciate that. Well, here's the thing. Uh, anyone that I would talk about that is in the pantheon of someone who could do the big screen also technically qualifies for the big screen because uh, Mark Hamill, who does the uh, BTAS Joker, uh, they did two or three movies that got a uh, cinematic release. So, like, technically speaking, that's a big screen Joker. Right? I guess so, yeah. Okay, so then how about this? Let me tell you. Here are like the, say, five biggest that I can think of. Okay. With the Jokers. Let's hear some Jokers. All right, so we'll start with the big. Just chronologically. Cesar Romero. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do. That is the cartoonish Adam West Joker. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Uh, he's famous for not shaving off his mustache. 
I would not have known that. That I I I would maybe say that is a misuse of the word famous. But I understand that now I know that that is the case that he did not shave his so, mustache. <laughs> so like literally full white face paint. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that like on top of that paint, he didn't shave his mustache, just let it go because he's like, "No, nah, I'm not shaving my mustache. We're good." Let's like paint it over it and uh, like you can see it's like Go ahead and look at it later. You'll see it. I believe it. Okay. He had a. Re- I, I would assume. I haven't looked at his specific face paint recently. I would think. Did he have a big red mouth? So was the red over the mustache as well? No, actually, it's white over the mustache. Okay. Because it's red over the uh, lips or so, and then doing the big uh, grin. But mm-hmm. no, it's white over the mustache. All right. Thank you. Okay. Got a visual. Then, then Jet Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Heard of well, him. Uh, You've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, when do you think Jet Nicholson came into uh, the fold? Well, I mean, the Michael Keaton Batman, uh, the, the Tim Burton Batman. I, and my understanding, based on the uh, discussion, is that would be approximately 1989. That is exactly 1989. All right. And then, based on that, when do you think that the Batman, the animated series, showed up? That I don't have a date, but I know... It was in my childhood. Uh, I would guess, like... No, let me give you, let me give you a hint. After they used, the Tim they Burton. used all of that Tim Burton music. Okay. Uh, I'll say 1990 then. 91. Okay. But fine. Mm-hmm. I was going to guess and, 91 or 92, but I went earlier because you told me about Tim Burton. But anyway. And then who played Joker in the Batman the Animated Series? That is Mark Hamill. That is exactly Mark Hamill. He's very famous for it. He actually played that role through 20, like, 15, 16 uh, Batman Arkham Knight yeah, video he, game. Yeah, he did the video games Joker as well. He's, he's, he does a lot of voice acting. Uh, people are probably think of him as a one-hit wonder for Star Wars, but he does, he's very busy as, an, as a voice actor. Uh, Mark Hamill, like, went to Juilliard. He's a classically trained actor. He just happened to hit for star wars and then like that was kind of his thing for years and to his credit like loved it and lived it just didn't didn't care that it was going to define him loved every second about it he seems like a cool dude too yeah 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 because he he knows that anyone who comes up to him loves him because he was in star wars cool like good for him that's that's not a bad life to be. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So then after Batman 89, the next time the Joker shows up is what? I cannot think of anything. Uh, this is surprising. Between all the way back in 89 and Heath Ledger in uh, Dark Knight Rises. Well, you're wrong because uh, he shows up in Batman the Animated Series, uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, sorry. Well, I meant the after the animated. Sorry. Yes. I will assume that you meant after that. But yes, he next shows up in The Dark Knight, which was filmed where? Uh, Largely Chicago, yes. No, entirely Chicago. Great. Uh, There's a lot of funny, uh, you know, whacker scenes uh, that are funny to think of them not being Chicago when they're like, oh, this is Gotham City, but it's like upper whacker and lower whacker. And so distinctly Chicago. There are actually a couple of things that if you look at them, 
they are funny if you know Chicago because one, I went in because I was in like senior year of college and not doing anything. I went down and watched the filming of uh, the Dark Knight, and it was that they were on Lower Wacker, and it's actually a scene where the uh, Batmobile jumps over something and then shoots at uh, this like eighteen wheeler that says "laughter is a mess, mess in," but really, it, but the joke was already spray painted an S, which means slaughter is the best medicine. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I saw that way ahead of time. Um, but they were filming in just in, in and around and so much that they were so pervasive that when they got to the Dark Knight Rises that they apparently, and I, I don't actually think it's actually true, but I think they, what they say was they want to expand what the, uh, city was that they didn't want to film in Chicago and they didn't filmed in Pittsburgh and uh, New York City because when they want to expand what the city looked like, like, like make it bigger. And I don't think, think that's true. I just kind of think that they, like, I don't know where, where else we can film right now that's not going to look like the same exact place we filmed at earlier. So Makes sense. Makes sense. They, they did. They shot a lot of Chicago for sure. They really did. Like, honestly, if you, if you really want to look at it with a Dark Knight, you could look at it and if you know a little bit about Chicago, find every single spot. It's a very good movie. I like that movie still. Jen, is it a good movie? It is. Jen uh, was like, eh, it's okay. God, I know. God right? damn it. Yep. <sighs> I mean. <sighs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry to hurt you so. I mean, I want to like Jen. I really do. She's it's also very good at fantasy football. <sighs> I mean, damn it. God damn it. All right, fine, fine, fine. Hey, hey, hey. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Moving right okay. along. So, after that, there was Jared Leto that played the Joker. And honestly, I don't hate the Jared Leto Joker nearly as much as anyone says. Yeah, not a very popular rendition. Yeah, it's not really great, but the movie is also perfectly fine. So, like, Suicide Squad, cool. Eh, that's fine. And it, it, it's, in, it's internally coherent. Like, the stuff that he does makes sense for who he is. Fine. Sure. I kind of want, I want him to get a new chance at the Joker where that he can, like, really explore the craziness for it. Because, like, they hint at it. And what he said, what he said was that he went crazy about the Joker and did a bunch of stuff, and that just all, all that stuff got cut. And if you watch that movie Suicide Squad, it is clearly cut to hell. Like that movie, you know that it's just it's edited to death. Are you and saying not... you want them to release the Snyder cut? Oh God, yeah, I, yeah, I would. Yes, except no, because it's not. Uh, Zack Snyder did not direct that. But as a person who owns some Snyder cuts of stuff, yeah, I would still want that. And if you ever listen to what the Snyder cut is of what the trajectory of Batman v Superman 
uh, Justice League and going forward what those would have been, it is awesome. But <laughs> he wasn't good enough to make the first one and make it, you know, cool. And so then it just sucked. I remember distinctly uh, talking to Meg and we were going down whatever road and like making a turn onto Roosevelt Road. And I remember saying to her, like, I was seeing a Batman v Superman poster. And we're, we've already bought tickets. We're going to that. And we're like, oh, this is going to suck. He's like, yeah, it's going to suck. And I said to well, I have to see it anyway. So, yeah. Bummer. Yeah. So then, we've had Heath Ledger. We've had Jared Leno. And deal with the last person short of Joaquin Phoenix, who has actually played the Joker on live action big screen is. Oh, uh, well, what are you counting as live action? Oh, I, you know what? Good point. Not technically a cartoon. <laughs> uh, the, the only other Joker rendition that I thought of, uh, was in Lego Batman. There's Joker there. And, uh, I believe I was recently reminded that that was Zach Galifianakis. You were absolutely 100% correct. It was Zach Galifianakis. There you go. So is that the one you're thinking of? That's exactly the one I was thinking of. And I will tell you, and as I said, I think on the WhatsApp chain uh, way back when, because this came out um, three years ago, like Meg surprised me by buying it for my birthday. And this was like four years ago. Like, we were living at 901, which means we were before the, our current house. So, clearly, years ago. Zach Galifianakis played the Joker. And I think that that movie, the Lego Batman movie, is maybe the most Batman movie that has ever existed. That movie is hilarious. I really like it a lot. It, I, it it's pleasantly surprised me. And uh, Lord and Miller can essentially do no wrong. In my mind, they've made a lot of very funny things. So, good on them. That movie's funny. Real quick. Uh, ranking. Do I yes. Get a rank? Yes, please. Okay. So, Cesar Romero, last. Because screw that guy. Yeah, I know. Look, I get it. I actually watched that guy growing up. But here's what I want to do. Keith Ledger, one. Zach Galifianakis, two. Hamill, three. Uh, Nicholson, four. Tirolino, five. Cimarron, six. Done. That's a pretty solid ranking, I'd say. Uh, I'm sure there would be controversy in some of those, especially Jared Leto not last. But, uh, yeah, I I, I think that is uh, – you've you've sound reasoning. You have me convinced. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts after you see the Joker movie. So just just for my information, are you excited for Joker or are you skeptical of it? Like, what do you think? Uh, Well – no, I, I, I get to, I'm terribly excited. Okay. Because the, I don't think that they nail everything, but I think that's kind of the idea that you don't crush everything. You just kind of hit like a, one or two points big, and then you go with that. Well, I am probably going to see it too. I, I don't know how to feel because of all the negative attention and the association with incels and all that garbage. And it actually, it started off with really high reviews on Metacritic and then it plummeted to medium. Uh, so 
my initial seeing the trailer, I was pretty excited. And then it's been a little bit dampened since then, but I, I'm still probably going to check it out. Oh, like having ever seen it. I think it's perfect. It's it's a best movie ever. Okay. There you go. It has infinite potential in your mind. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. It look, exactly. Look, if you are you, if you're looking for a movie to sustain the, whatever it is you have in your head, then you know what? You're looking for something else. So, you need, I would say you need you, but you probably need help. I mean, that would be one of the things about the Joker, I would think. Have you ever seen it? Sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, thank you, sir. I wanted to hear your expert uh, thoughts on Joker and all of his incarnations, so I appreciate it. And uh, let's get back after we see the movie. In the meantime, I think it's time we head over... Take a stroll to the No Snitch Corner. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Funky. This is where you don't snitch. Yeah, All right. no one. No one snitch. No one gonna snitch. So, this is where we continue to speak ill of people who are not listening to the show, but they're just the gentlest, the, the slightest nudge, just hoping that someday they pick up on what's happening and they say, hey, I listened to the episode. What was that about? That's all. Uh, so, the most obvious uh, of all has to be Alex Um continues to not listen to the show, and uh, he's got an easy quibble that I may raise with him this week, and that is that he did not set his lineup. So he not only doesn't listen to the show, uh, but he also is a little checked out on the on the season right now. Hopefully his enthusiasm swells and he uh, you know gets more into it. But in the meantime, uh, Alex, you're going to have to pick up your game. I do appreciate the name having looked up the sketch, though. So at least there's that. And that is my No Snitch Corner. Okay, well done. Uh, who do you think we should do for the secondary No Snitch Corner? Because we did make him last week. It clearly did not take. Mm-hmm. There's no no feedback from the snitchy or whatever. Uh, I would say so. Here's what I'm Snitcherette. saying. Yeah, I um there. I would say the only people who definitely don't listen to the show in my mind in our league. There's a lot of there's billions of people who don't listen to the show. But of the people in our league who don't listen to the show, I'm the only ones I'm confident about are Alex and Meg Murphy. Everyone else there's a chance they listen to it at least intermittently. I know you, Meg, Abby. Which Meg? Which Meg? You and your Meg and Abby and Jen and Casey definitely listen to the show. I think there's a chance that when Abby does not listen to it with Gary, that Gary would not listen to it solo, but I don't know if how often they don't listen to it together. Um, And I don't know. I would assume, assume that probably Annalisa listens as well, but I'm not sure. Um, and that, that would be where, where we're at on the potential subjects of the no snitch corner. So I'm going to talk about, let's say uh care bear. All right. Yeah. We're really venturing out here. I, this is a risky no snitch corner. I like it. So care bear. How about this? Uh, your canning is pretty mediocre. <laughs> I've tasted the things that you've canned, and I gotta tell you, I don't like them. I would toss them directly into the trash. 
I don't want to eat anything that you have made directly. And I've eaten your sushi and other foods. So, Gary, Mm -hmm. you should listen to this podcast and then call me out. He's probably, whatever night I release this, which lately has been Friday, he's probably home Friday listening to this crying. You started off with a, a gentle canning ribbing and i was like oh that's that's a good that's a nice soft uh lob that you've you've sent to gary and they're like no all your food sucks poor gary (laughs) i mean let's be let's be considerate uh when we did this last week you said awesome uh you went to a terrible school i hate everything about you your colors are terrible and your mascot's terrible Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't you can't uncommit to that. Like, <laughs> that was already four years deep. Like you're not you're fine on that. Like if someone told me my food is terrible, I'm like, all right, well it sucks, but I guess I could fix that. I guess it is likely that a similar amount of Alex's identity is wound up in UCLA as Gary's identity is wound up in his cooking. It's probably a similar level of central insult so i guess i will concede that i probably i I touched a touchy subject for alex however i know he's immune to it because we go back and forth about college all the time but but i I, I take your point last week i said that meg m was too thin Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're like no you're like no you're like no hey 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 (laughs) great joke great joke about that but now you're like "Mm, i don't know thinness is one thing but talking about my le- his level of cooking too much indeed i i don't know what your level is but I, i'm i'm figuring it out okay good well we've only been we've only been friends for like 15 years so it's fun we're working on it we're working on you know what else we're uh, working on fun. you know what else we're working on oh, oh, no. there we go every time every time and that my friends ends podcast halftime thank you and i hope no one was too grievously wounded by nick's vicious insults you're welcome i hate you so much <laughs> uh well I, I i'm set that we're friends sometimes i think i know it'll Damn cheer it. you up talking about how you are or are not cursed playing against abby that's right <laughs> it's Gen Stack Corner. Brought oh, to you by so bitch. Oh, I... you requested this subject, uh, so I did. let's talk about it. I did back when I thought I might win. Son of a bitch. So uh, yeah, I looked into the stats of whether the also Nick versus Boost Curse. You're gonna go ahead and need to label this as explicit. <laughs> there you go. I will. Yeah. I will. I will leave Here's that taken. Just go ahead and do that, just because that gives me card block to say whatever the hell I want to say going forward, because honestly, it's going to be explicit. So, I I pretty thoroughly, I think, looked at the uh, history, and I have, I've, there's kind of a, a hodgepodge of stats. Um, so, my, my first question to you, so I, again, have the stats in front of me, and you do not have them in front of you, so I'm going to no, ask you some I fun don't. questions. Um, oh, which means I can go to hell. Damn it! Yeah. Right, this is good. This is going to work out bad for me. 
So fine, fine, fine. Do you believe that the stats support a essentially a a a boost bump, so to speak? Uh, Does Abby perform better against you, or do you perform worse against Abby um, compared to playing other teams? Do you think the boost curse is real? Uh, I do believe that she performs better against me statistically than uh, normal, but I do not think that my team performs anywhere differently. Well, it is kind of a mixed bag in my uh, looking at things. So, uh, <laughs> all right, I would say that you have more of a suppressed performance than she has a heightened performance based on my review of the stats. Um. So we have played... Uh, uh, give me some damn sets, please. We've played six full seasons and one partial season. Uh, looking at each of those seasons, she had a particularly bad performance against you in two of the seasons and a particularly good performance against you in two of the seasons and a pretty neutral performance against you three seasons. So she had two up, two down, and three neutral. And you, in those seven seasons, had three matches that were above average against her and four matches that were below average against her. Uh, so you, you overall performed worse than your average when you're playing against Abby. And the interesting thing to me is that when one of you had a strong performance, um, you never both had a strong performance. So usually it was, you were doing particularly well and she was doing particularly badly or vice versa. It was never, you both had a super good game against each other or you both had a super bad game against each other. Sometimes it was neutral. Uh, so at looking at each year, uh, for instance, 2013, let's go down the line. Please. Abby's average for that year was 97, uh, average other than you. That is, uh, was 97 (sighs) points a game. But against you, the one game you had, she only scored 61 points. So she scored way worse than her average. Whereas you were averaging 95 points uh, against non-Abby players that year. And you scored 110 against her. So you had a way above damn. average game. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, damn right. You will damn not right. like how it goes for 2014. Oh, shut up. So she scored on average against non-Nick opponents 90.5. But she got 101 against you. So pretty pretty good jump. You averaged 102.75 against non-Abby opponents, uh, and you scored 55 against her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because of course. And that was the year that you lost in the playoffs by 99 points. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. 2014 was the peak boost curse year. Uh, 2015, right, Abby go. was averaging yeah, 88.32, and she scored 86.15, so it was pretty much okay, average. Sorry. sorry, start over. No problem. Uh, she year, had an average year. And then, uh, but you were averaging 94.75, and you only scored 81.4, and you guys went one and one that year against each other. Oh, we played each other twice? Yeah, you played each other it twice. A, it was a rare year that we played each other twice. 2015, okay. 2016, 2017, and 2018, you played each other twice. Really? Yeah. You uh, say these things are random, but... 2013, 2014, and 2019, you only I'm glad you each other bl- once I'm on glad the you just lost that over. Yeah. Uh, 2016, Fine. Fine. you won both games against her, and you were well above your average. Damn right. Uh, she was averaging 87 points, and she scored 76 points. You were averaging 106, and you scored 124. 
And that was the year you won the league. Congratulations. Oh, oh, did I win? You did win that year, yeah. Oh, did I win that yeah. year? Congratulations. Yeah. The following good. year, Abby won both, year. and she won the and the, she Do won you want the me to tell about that year? Because it was pretty phenomenal. 2017, Abby was averaging 99.85. Let's call it 100. But, but, but I haven't told you about that year that I won the league. I think I know. I had it all in front of me. Mm-hmm. And she scored 116 in 2017 against you in two games. So pretty good jump again. You were averaging... 116? That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, And that's the highest average, actually, of any of your matchups. And you were averaging 93 points, and you only scored 83 when you were playing against her. Uh, And she went 2-0 against you, and that was the year that she won the league. 83? 83 in two games. So average of 116 to average of 83. She has some weird gypsy voodoo curse that make me score less than normal. Uh, then in 2018, <laughs> uh, she was right on her own average. 92.35 was her overall average minus you. She scored 92.45. So no, no change there. However, you were again suppressed. Uh, your average was 106.16 and you only scored 91.6. Ninety-one point six against her in two games, and you went one and one. All right, so here's what I'm hearing. Here's what I'm hearing is that it's not so much that she scores more; it's that she makes me score less. That's yeah, kind of. Yeah, I would say yes. That there is a suppression, a greater suppression. But then this year, uh, so as you know, you lost. However, she scored just barely above her average when you scored well above your average. Well, <laughs> her average is to be determined at the end of the year, but fine, fine. So overall, you guys have played 11 regular season games, and if you have been uh, adding these up in your head, which I know you have, you are 5-6 and six against the boosts, which is to say she is 6-5 and five against you, so you have a 45.5% win percentage, and she has a 54.5% uh, win percentage. So... Your win percentage against Abby is 45.5. What is your guess for your overall win percentage in the regular season? Uh, 59.5. You are above 50%. That was a little generous. You're not quite as amazing as that. Uh, 53.4, including, mm-hmm. I, I said, uh, I, would guess higher. I said a half win for your tie. So you're 39, 33, and one in non Abby games. Uh, so I gave you a half win for that. So 53.4%. Abby, on the other side, as I said, is 54.5 in 11 games against you. And in non-Nick games, she is winning 50.7%. So so she has uh, about a 4% higher winning percentage against you than average. And you have about an 8% lower winning percentage against her on average. So essentially what you're saying is everything I've said about uh, the boost just teaming up to destroy me is absolutely correct mostly i would say that she does better than average against you uh win wise it's just i was i was absolutely correct. it wasn't quite as uniform absolutely as i was correct. hoping i was hoping that absolutely there weren't correct. you you crushed a couple of years you averaged 124 against her in I, 2016 uh that that is not consistent with a curse but overall there is a there's a dampening effect on your score yes mm-hmm. absolutely correct there you go uh, the other thing I wanted to say, kind of a mini stats corner, is that two people in our league right now are averaging enough points that if they keep it up, they would set a new record for points scored in the regular season. Destroying Jens would be a record? 
Uh, well, actually, Meg Collins currently has the record, and Meg Collins is trending to set the record, and Jen uh, would has the second highest based on points scored so far. Uh, so Jen and Meg are cruising towards a potential victory, and we're, you know, six thirteenths of the way done with the regular season, so we're pretty much at the halfway point, and they still are trending way above the league, league average, uh, league record. So good job by you guys. You draft you. Yeah. So that uh that about does it for the uh, Gen Stat Corner brought to you by Pat. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> you just didn't like it because Abby beat you a lot, including this week. You're still sore. Shut up. <laughs> Shall Nerd. we talk about week seven? And I'll come over to your ha- I'll come over to your house and slap you across the face. That's not very nice. Well, I will then I will buy you a uh, very nice uh, craft beer, and then. Uh, Give you Jen a very nice vegan sweater vest, and then you know, like like hug your daughters. That'd be fun. That sounds way nicer. Yeah, yeah. No, but you're still getting slept. Oh, but the craft beer, and I mean, I'll, because I have to. But fine. Okay. All right. Let's go on to week seven. And once this week is over, we will be over halfway done with the regular season. So we're cruising through the All regular right. season. All right, let's look at each of the games. Uh, I'm going to go bottom top, just fun. So I've got What's That? It's Pat versus Vance Down by the River, one of the wackier matchups. Uh, both teams doing pretty well this season. Casey's 3-3, three and three, Abby's 4-2. and two. Uh, However, right now, Casey is projected for a huge victory, 116-66, to 50-point underdog. Uh, and that is largely because half of Abby's team is on by, including, most importantly, the best player in fantasy football, Christian McCaffrey, as I said at the beginning of the season. Uh, yeah, so it, it is not even, like, obvious the best way for Abby to fill her lineup because she has so many holes. Uh, so right now, Casey has a huge lead. Who do you got in this one? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's indicative of the ESPN metrics where it's a 50-point spread and that it's always like, eh, it's only about a, about a 74% chance that uh, Casey's going to win. Yeah. Uh, they're not uh, – they must be assuming that she's going to fill a lineup at least because if she only fields six people, she's going to lose 99.9% of the time, I would think, but – I mean, uh, Alex would testify to that, so yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's true. Exactly. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if it's going to shock you, but I got Casey. Who do you got? I have Casey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We agree. I remember, because you can only say this once out loud, because that means I have to type it in. All right. By the way, I think it is on paper kind of a lopsided week. A lot of top teams versus a lot of middle and bottom teams, other than... Casey versus Abby is actually a pretty top team versus top team. It's just that Abby has no players this week. Well, that's what happens sometimes with weeks. Look, there's a whole theory, but uh, fantasy football where you just, it doesn't matter what weeks you pick, maybe even pick all your bye weeks. So like if you have uh, a bunch of players, like ideally you would say, I'm going to stagger these bye weeks, but maybe if you're just like saying, screw it, I'll pick players with a bunch of bye weeks and the same thing. And then, you know, you take you take your one loss in that week. And then after that, you go to town. 
Yeah, I I see the wisdom in potentially stacking, like trying to have strong 12 out of 13 weeks and just throwing that one week pretty much. It makes sense. Uh, Next, another potentially lopsided match. Russell Wilson's Football Planet. By the way, I think I've... This one, unlike Gary's team, I have said wrong most of the time, but it might be a character limitation thing. It actually says Russ Wilson's Football Planet, and I don't know if she wanted to say Russell and she just ran out of characters. But anyway, it's actually Russ Wilson's Football Planet. Meg Collins, 5-1, versus the Girly Men, Annalisa, 3-3. Three and three. Currently projected 93.8 to 78.2 with both uh, sides missing one player. So a I mean, decent advantage for the number one team in the league, Meg Collins. Annalise is missing a defense, and it's the Bears' defense. So that helps, but no, nah, I'm still picking Meg. I, shockingly, also picked Meg Collins. Do you know which one you're actually picking right now? Meg Collins. Are you sure? Meg Collins. Russ okay. Wilson's football planet. Just saying, because you typically don't really know the difference between the two. This one is my match of the week. <laughs> Next, we've got Which a battle one? of the Murphys. Ignorant <sighs> Sluts, 4-2, and two, versus Good Enough and Smart Enough, 1-5. and five. It's the match of the week because it's the sister fight. It is not necessarily the match of the week because it's projected to be close. Because currently, Jen is favored pretty strongly. We've got a 91.5 to 77.9 advantage Jen. She has Baker Mayfield on bye. She does not have a backup quarterback. So right now, Jen has a strong advantage and probably not the best quarterbacks available on the waiver wire. But meh, who knows? You know what? Jen probably doesn't care because Jared Goff completely sucks. And uh, she has not been happy with his pathetic past two weeks. Uh, And uh, maybe she's like, might as well just start no one instead of Jared Goff and risk getting negative points. I mean, uh, Meg M had that same exact problem and got negative two points for Baker Mayfield. Exactly. And I was like, feel bad for her because Baker Mayfield should, we all thought he was going to have a good season. Not the fantasy elite kind of thing, but good season. And then he's just, like, honestly, he's, he's like benchable, cuttable. In any one of these leagues, uh, just just cut him, pick up. I don't know, Jared Allen. I don't care, someone, any of them. Honestly, with the Sluts too, could pick up, do the same thing. Just pick up anyone. Next one, don't care. Here are the best available quarterbacks according to ESPN. Gardner Minshew is available. Fine, ish. Matt Stafford. He's gonna give you stats. That dude's passed for five thousand yards at some point. Cam Newton, who is injured and on bye, so double don't pick him up. Yeah, probably don't probably don't want to do that. Jacoby Brissett, available. Uh fine. Yeah. Fine. Mm, it gets worse than there. Fine. Fine. Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, fine. Kirk fine. Cousins, Mitch fine. Trubisky, fine. somehow available. No, no, no hard pass. Derek Carr, Andy Dalton. No, 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 no. So anyway. Andrew Luck. Where's Andrew Luck on that list? Probably available. I would. I, I'm actually. I know he's available because I would have made fun of someone for having him on a team if that was the case. Look, if there's at least four people that they could both pick up and be like, I'd be like, ah, good, yeah, go for that one instead. Because both of them, with Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff, 
they could go off for like four touch, touchdowns in one game, but then the rest of the time they'll put up negative two points like Baker Mayfield did the other week, which sucks. What are you going to do? Very bad. So I have Jen in that matchup. Wait, hold on, hold on. As we, as we described, you can only say it once. I just did. Yeah, well, no, I can only tap it in once. So thus far, we're all in agreement. So Indeed. let's go. Yep. What's next? What's next? Let's go. Your game, and I, I, it would be a remiss to say it's top teams versus middle-bottom teams because, obviously, boost team dead by paper cuts at 3-3 three and three is not one of the top teams in the league. Well, to be fair, it's going to be next team dead. Also, like, maybe by chamomile? I don't know. Like, how would boost kill me? Probably, like, chamomile tea or um, the thing where you have a ladder that only slides via your library and then all that like falls on you and you get destroyed by the falling books. That oh. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are other things, but anyway, yeah, usually I get destroyed by fantasy football, but in this case I get destroyed by other things. You're playing against the bottom team comfortably parasolic chain reaction. So still, a mismatch on paper. However, it's because Alex is doing so badly. Sorry, Alex. I, You're not I feel like it, I feel like I have an advantage because I have a full team. Yeah, he has Odell Beckham Jr. on by, and he has uh, Sterling Shepard and Sammy Watkins that are questionable. We'll see what happens with them before games start, shall we? We will, and and then honestly, I hope that they do not play. Wow, you don't want to you don't want a clean win. No. I, at this point, I, I just kind of need to win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I predict you will get that win. I say Team Spear, whatever it shall be named, over Peristaltic Chain Reaction. Thank you for that. my first name. You're welcome. I, I didn't know of this sensitivity until last week. Last game, my team, Bill Swirsky's Superfans versus You Can't To Be The Mingo, Swarovski super fence. Yep. Uh, currently, I am a pretty hefty underdog with a full lineup. Gary favored 101.3 to me, 89.1. So it's on paper not looking great for the super fans. Uh, the Swarovski super fans. And again, you need to play all of these uh, games with the accent, but whatever. It's fine. Also, yeah, you're going to get smoked. So you think I'm going to lose? Yeah, I mean, Gary put up such good numbers last week, and then just, I mean, couldn't pull it out. So, yeah, you, you're going to lose. I'm picking uh, Gary. I will bet gonna, on myself you yourself? for the seventh week running. And I wrote down a prediction before we started here, and my prediction was our only disagreement would be me versus Gary. So that is a uh, week seven preview and uh, we'll see where our bets wind up. Everything rides on my game. I just have to beat Gary. We, I mean, we've had this kind of matchup before, but, uh, and usually it's on me and I mean betting my, against myself. So, Hey, good on you. You, you were chaser running with. Indeed. You, you better yourself. I got to do it. Yeah, do it. Whew. I think that about wraps it up, my friend. We we did it all. We touched all the bases. Congratulations. 
It was a long one, as I thought it might be. Aren't they always at this point? Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Nick. I hope you had fun. Uh, I hope you me, enjoyed Nick. the stats corner, particularly. Please Seemed don't like... call me Nick. <laughs> Boos, I hope you enjoyed that, Boos. Uh... <laughs> uh... Anyway, have one a lovely, day. Have a one lovely, day. lovely week. Strength and honor to everyone who's not Boos. Bye. Bye. It's not Boos. <laughs>